if there's 100% truth to that. I, 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 I'm really heavily involved with a lot of these guys and, and, the, and the agents and ADs. They did match. They, they were, the Sunday after the bedlam, they were doing everything they could with Joe uh, Castiglione and their president trying to say, hey, listen, listen, let us, let us try to do this. We'll get you this. We'll get you that. And from what I understand, it was more, it, nothing against Oklahoma and nothing against what they weren't doing and nothing against going eventually to the SEC. I think it was just a change. I think it was a new challenge going to L.A. and, and coaching at USC. I think it was just, it was more about what that had to offer than it was what's lacking at Oklahoma. So, uh, and then, you know, they went out and found a, a former assistant and coordinator at Brent Venables. And, you know, I think both sides end up in a good spot. But, uh, of course, we won't really know until we're three or four years down the road from now. But not all, not all, all of them always work out, that's for sure. Wow. So, Oklahoma did match the offer and did do the things that Lincoln was uh, asking for, at least according to that clip, right? What's the Garth Brooks song? Uh, some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. Like, I think most people listening feel better about the coaching staff today than they did two weeks ago. I hate to speak for everyone, but I, I feel like that's majority. Like, that's what people are feeling right now. I wonder right. if OU feels the same way. I, I got to think that they probably do. Yeah, I think they probably do right now. But, I mean, that, that, that is an interesting thing to look at and explore. You know, right now, obviously, we, we haven't played a football game. We're a weekend. We're hiring people, and hiring people comes with a lot of excitement and thoughts about what may happen and how good this could be. But if we're sitting here two years from now saying – my God, they should have gone above and beyond to, to keep Lincoln. Like, what do you think would have gone wrong? Like, what's what's the stuff that you think could happen to where, you know, our minds are changed on this thing and we're saying this is this is not working out? I mean, both things would have to be true. One can't be true. Both would, would have to be true. Lincoln immediately vaults USC to new heights, and they are the power in the West that they were in the – early to mid-2000s, and Brent Venables would almost have to have a Steve Sarkeesian-like year one at Texas. You know, <laughs> I mean, a- a- after two years, it's, I think both of those things would have to be true for us to regret it like that. Yeah. I, don't, I, I imagine things go well. Um, but, you know, there's always, there are, there's always a chance that, that things don't. I mean, you, you probably always feel like uh, stuff is going just as it should and still someone until someone throws you a curveball, right? And you've had three players arrested for a robbery. You know, it's <laughs> like you never know what the curveball is going to be. But, you know, I think that's one of the things that you look at and say that we've had some problems with them. People have talked about this for a while. And I will admit, Tyler, I – was pretty dismissive, but do you think that there was like an off-field, um, I don't know how you put it, like 
like a behavior uh, problem at Oklahoma. Like, okay, just yes, a, yes, yes. And here's and I don't think it was just yeah. There was an armed robbery that happened. There was clearly a behavioral problem. Um, yeah, you know th- this was going on. Um, they were smoking weed before the Peach Bowl and all that, and you know they got suspended for that game and half the season. I, I don't know. There, there was just a weird feel. Like parents were going out on Twitter and voicing different things. It's just like everyone. It just didn't seem like there was a whole lot of discipline within the OU football program. You know, the penalties that were right. happening on the field. It's not just one or two things that you can point to. It's on the field. It's social media. It's off the field. It just kind of showed that they needed like a swift kick in the rear end. And I don't think that they were ever going to get that with Lincoln. That's just not what kind of dude he is. With Brent Venables and Jerry Schmidt and, and, and the rest of the staff back, that, that's basically, this is what it is. Now, are, are they going to be in the best position to win 11 games next year? I don't know about that, but the program in, in some ways is going to be rebuilt. Um, it's going to get that swift kick, and it'll be headed back in the right direction. I, I, I right. believe that. Yeah. Um, I would say that my biggest complaint during the Lincoln-Riley era was that it – it was not a detail-oriented football team. And we talked about that uh, quite a few different times. And like my personal dealings with current head football coach Brent Venables have always been about the details. I mean, that's what it's always been about. So my guess is that as a head coach, he's going to be a detail-oriented uh, head coach as well. So... Yeah, I don't. I mean, that's that's all encompassing. Whenever it's it's about details, it's special teams, it's it's penalties, it's technique, it's how you travel. Like, what do you wear when you travel? Where do you sit when you travel? What bus are you on when you travel? Like, who's your roommate when you travel? Like, all of those things are all details and. You know, on their own, do any of those have a direct impact on the outcome of a football game or a season? No, but whenever you take all of those different hundreds and thousands of details and put them all together, if you're on top of all of them, guess what? You're going to have a really, really, really sharp football team. So that's kind of where my mind is at on the thing, and that was that was my frustration is it was it was just – so loose, yep. You know, yeah. No, I mean, like he, to the he, point of where how I made fun of the team recently because we had six different warmups before a football game, right? Like we got guys out there doing their own thing and working through a a band routine and throwing balls and like I, I'm for a like a tidy. Let's go up, a, go out, warm up as a football team. Go in, and we're done. Let's go play a football Teddy, game. Teddy, the first game of the year, they warmed up in the indoor because it was too hot outside. Like, that mentality right there, it's, well, it's 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 really hot outside, so let's just make sure we warm up in the indoor. Like, people can try and tell me all day that that's the smart thing to do. It's not, it's not about that, man. It's having the mentality that, you know what, you don't really care what the conditions are, you know, and... Like that, You've that, already put it in everyone's head that the, the conditions are going to be a bad factor for us today. Let's do anything we can to mitigate that instead of going out, owning it, 
knowing what the situation is and winning in that atmosphere. You already put that habit in everybody's head when you're like, well, uh, it gets really hot in Oklahoma during the summer, guys. I mean, it gets really hot out here. Let's make sure we practice when it's uh, the coolest part of the day. Like, no, man, that's just not that's not how a championship program or a championship team is built. I'm sorry. And I realize that there's a smart way to go about things from time to time, but being scared of the heat in this part of the country is not is not the right mentality, man. It's not the right mentality at all. So I mean like what what right. are you like what are you telling your team at that point? It's it's okay to bow out if the conditions and the situation just aren't perfectly right for us. I, it just it annoys right. me, man. It really annoys me. And maybe it happens in other no, places across the country, but I've watched college football for you know a large majority of my life, and I've never seen I've never seen a team go warm up indoors when it's really really hot outside. That to me is just I mean that's that's unbelievable. Right. Well, um, I'm I'm. Cautiously optimistic that, you know, in order to do some of these hard things, you've got to have the right backing because you know what's going to happen in the first winter conditioning uh, drill, right? It's, it's going to be brutal. Someone's going to get kicked out. Maybe the whole team gets kicked out and told to come back uh, later in the afternoon. Like, there's going to be a march of guys up to the compliance department or up to the the head coach, and, you know, that's just kind of how it goes. And you've got to have the right backing there that you can do things the way you need to do it to in order to uh, get that, that yeah. discipline there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I, I like that these guys have a, tr- a proven track record because if people start complaining to administration, like administration knows how these guys operate. How they're going to operate in the wintertime is not going to be a surprise to Joe C., Joe Harris, or any of the fans that are out there. We all know what's coming. And that method that they're going to you know, put out there this winter, it's proven. It's won national championships at a lot of different schools across the country. So this isn't just a young 35-year-old staff coming in with no skins on the wall trying to bully everyone around. It's like, no, like we've done this at multiple places. It's been elite at multiple places. You're either in or you're out. But this is a proven method over like three decades of the sport that this is how you win titles. So I think that that's important that they kind of have that. They have that backing. No, I agree. Uh, I agree. You kind of know you know what you're getting into a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, You're not just going into this thing. Blindly, I um, there was a good tweet last night uh, regarding Jerry Schmidt. It says feels nostalgic yet promising. I was like, dang, that's a that's a really good way to, to sum this up. Is nostalgic? You remember all the stories happening from the early two thousands, but promising. You think that he's a major upgrade over the previous staff, but everything from what we've heard from you know when he did it here fifteen years ago and all that. Are you going to be getting the same Jerry Schmidt that you were getting, you know, 10, 15 years ago during kind of the heyday of his uh, of his time here at OU? Or is it going to be kind of a – it's yes. a different time. It's going to be a different thing. No. Uh, and, and this is the thing. As long as he's given the proper backing up the chain of command, you're going to get the same Jerry Schmidt. Now, 
some of the processes may have changed. Like, you know, there, there's always, you know, there's always new research and new things in strength and conditioning, just like there is everywhere else where they use, maybe right, they used to do, for uh, an example, maybe a bad example, they did like bench press, whatever reps, and now there's a new thing that they're doing. It feels like they get better results. Like some of that stuff may change, but I don't think any of the, the actual way he goes about doing his business will change. Again, as long as he gets the backing he needs, up the ladder. Was OU very good in fourth quarters this year? Oklahoma State, they were not good in the fourth quarter. Baylor, they were not good in the fourth quarter. So you can just look at those two losses right there. Hmm. Um, some other games ended up – maybe they weren't bad in the fourth quarter in the other games, but they never separated from teams in the final 15 minutes. You could obviously speak better on this than I can, but it feels like a, a a big part of the offseason conditioning back in the day was to build to like win the fourth quarter, you know, do everything that needs to be done in the late stages of the game. We're going to be the more conditioned team. I I won't be surprised at all if we see if we run the numbers here in a couple of years, where the numbers say OU is a much better team in the fourth quarter than what they've been maybe the past two to three years. Yeah, I think fatigue is something that you've got to work through, and I, that doesn't just happen by being fresh and rested, right? You have to put in a ton of work to be able to have the capacity. You know, a football game is a really long stretch. Uh, whenever you're talking about going on the field for the first time, through an active warm-up and all of that stuff through through the game, you're talking about being on the field like for five hours or something close to it, you know? So that's a lot of exertion put on throughout that time, and you have to be in excellent shape, and you have to have the ability to have that capacity. And one of the problems, in my opinion recently, is the lack of pushing through the capacity for guys. It's been all about recovery and staying fresh. And I think the new research is starting to say that the capacity is lower than it's been in the past. And for the first time in a long time, I think the narrative may start to change and go back to some of the older type of disciplines. Yeah, good. Uh, a few texts before we hit a break. How many times did we push the pile in our favor? I don't remember very many. I, I remember when the pile was pushed against their favor, the Baylor play that I referenced for about two weeks straight on the third and long. That ended yeah. up at a first down. Golly, man. Some of those some of those situations and we probably view it one sided, you know. They're probably we've had more in our favor than we than we remember, but it's whenever you see your team getting just mushed back by on on big down and distances that really leaves a mark in your memory. But we've had a lot of those over the recent years. There's there's no doubt. All 30 of us out here agree with Tyler's swift kick theory. Culture trumps talent every single time. Was that his old saying, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard? Was that a thing I for Smitty? Who you, uh, I don't know. Maybe. Thought I read some that somewhere today. I've heard today. that. Maybe that's that's 
probably right. That sounds like a strength coach type of thing. Um, he really didn't have many mantras other than other big than dog. other than big dog. Uh, saying, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? Over and over and over in a conversation. Whenever you don't know. <laughs> no, I don't. We got to get this right. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about, big dog? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one more. Newcastle 4x4. Four four. Guys, I agree with Herb Street. I think Lincoln was bored. He has a genius level IQ. He needed a bigger challenge in his mind. <laughs> well... Have fun with that bigger challenge out there in LA. Is that what Herb Street said? No, it no no. I Herb, what Herb Street said is oh. he was he was all about the. He thinks it was all about the challenge in LA that he was chasing. Which okay, whatever, Kirk. That's what I really get think. that, but I, mean, I understand that line of thinking. But you can't go somewhere for the challenge. Whenever you didn't complete the challenge at the current place you're at. Exactly what I was going to say. Yes. <laughs> That's like running a marathon and being 20 miles in and being like, I'm going to stop and rest for the marathon next week. And I'm going to go run that marathon next week. Right? That doesn't make any sense. You have to, like, it had Lincoln Riley won a championship and needed a new challenge. Okay. I get it. But. You have to first complete the original challenge, or else that doesn't make any sense to me. No, hey, he ran all right. I have no doubt that he ran, but it wasn't it wasn't because oh. of a new challenge. He he ran for uh, other reasons. Come on, we don't we, we don't go. need to overcomplicate this. It's pretty obvious to everyone. He ran. That's fine. SEC. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he sees it coming. He doesn't want a part in it. Right. Okay. Just saying. Probably true. The genius level IQ, I, Lincoln Riley's a super smart guy, but again, that, like that, like he needs to stay challenged, and he never completed the original challenge. That doesn't fit for me, but I don't know. Maybe that is it. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out with CCW Safe today, defending those who are forced to defend themselves. Legal Defense Membership Monthly Fee, and they will have your back should anything ever arise and you need legal help. Stay tuned. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Chapel supplies you. Family owned for over 40 years, Chapel Supply is proud to serve as one of the largest industrial cleaning equipment suppliers in the U.S. Chapel supplies you with the highest quality pressure washers, industrial hoses, tanks, and chemicals on the market. The certified parts and service team is dedicated to meeting the needs of every customer nationwide. Let Chapel supply you with the products, service, and support your home or business needs. Chapel supplies you. Bedlam Wrestling returns to the Lloyd Noble Center in Norman this Sunday, December 12th at 5 o'clock. Don't miss the defending Big 12 champions face off for the first time as your Oklahoma Sooners host their first home duel of the season. Tickets start at just $15 each and group discounts are still available. For tickets and more information, visit Soonersports.com slash tickets. Boomer Sooner.
Smart decisions bring the biggest returns, like the 2021 GMC Sierra, built on a foundation of professional-grade engineering that brings a strong performance year after year. Offering the world's first multi-pro tailgate, this tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. Test drive a 2021 GMC Sierra today and experience a wise investment that really delivers. See your Central Oklahoma GMC dealers. Think about the last time you moved. Remember how you said you'd never do it alone again? We know moving is tough, but at Two Men and a Truck, we make it easy. No matter the move, big or small, we'll make it a smooth one. We're the movers who care, and we'll prove it with our full-time employed background-checked movers. We're local and affordable, and we can help at a price that won't make you wish you'd done it on your own. For home and business moving, call the movers who care. Two Men and a Truck, 405 Seven zero eight seven seven zero seven. Hey, y'all, I'm Blake Shelton. I love that country music connects people all over this great nation, but unfortunately, so does something else childhood hunger. 15 million children struggle with hunger in America. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks works to rescue our surplus food to help provide billions of meals to families in need across the country. Join the fight against hunger at feedingamerica.org. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hello, this is Terry Saxon, Saxon Realty Group. Now that we're in the holiday season, we wanted to say thank you to all of our clients that have helped Saxon Realty Group become one of the top places to buy and sell your home in the Oklahoma City metro area. Our 899 listing fee has helped a lot of sellers save thousands of dollars in 2021. When we formed Saxon Realty Group, we had you in mind. We make the process easy. We offer the same services as every other realtor in the market, but we give you more money back in your pocket. So for my wife, Jackie, and myself, happy holidays. O'Connell's Irish Pub and Grill on Campus Corner is your home for great activities this bowl season. O'Connell's is ready to serve you with both our customers and employees' safety in mind. How about the daily specials at O'Connell's? 70-cent wings on Monday after 4 p.m. $2 Tuesdays with $2 app and drink specials. Wednesday nights you have the popular $5 burger night and karaoke, and then team trivia on Thursdays. Make O'Connell's Irish Pub and Grill your dinner and drink destination for a great bowl season with family and friends. Sooner freshman phenom Caleb Williams graces the cover of the December issue of Boyd Street Magazine. Included in this issue are stories covering the Virtue Center, Cleveland County Habitat for Humanity's Common Grounds Coffee Festival, images from both Porter Moser and Jenny Baranchek's first home games as Sooner basketball coaches, winter sports previews for the Tigers and Timberwolves, Norman's newest sweet spot, Pinkberry, and our Norman Knight of the Month, Susan Bergen. The December issue of Boyd Street is now available in print and online at sportstalk1400.com. Absolutely, absolutely love it. You talk about the absolute perfect fit for OU. Uh, you know, Brent, this guy, his passion, toughness, relentless attitude, he is the absolute perfect guy for us. And uh, as you know, he's your position coach. Uh, he's, he's fantastic, and uh, I'm so excited about the future. And uh, now I, I hope... Oh, you fans get it. What I was saying that you know what I, I really believe what Brent all he's been through and with at Clemson and how they built that program and how they've been at the top of the you know the college football world here for so many years. He gonna he's gonna help us with with new things, new fresh ideas, other ways of doing stuff. It can make us better. So that was my point all along last week. Everybody, it's okay. 
we're, there's there's good coaches out there, and they want to be at Oklahoma, and Brent wants to be, and it's going to be awesome. And I think everybody saw that in his press conference yesterday. This guy's the real deal. It is the rush on the ref. Keep the text coming on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 651-3439. I am in the Brown O'Haver studio. Ross Dellinger of Sports Illustrated. Let me read you a few tweets that he has out right now. This one was from about five minutes ago. Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby says the NCAA Football Oversight Committee has discussed eliminating or moving back to January the early signing period. That would be pretty major news with all the hirings and firings that are taking place this time of the year if they push the early signing period back a month. Yeah. I, does that change anything? Um, I mean, not. It's, it's a fine idea. I just don't think it's going to totally change things like they're, they're wanting. This is the new normal in college football. We're not going the other way on pretty much anything. Now... Why did they – what was with the new signing period to begin with? Was that so you could have more of the early arrivals? Yeah, I mean, it was, just always a, it was just always a, a thing that was wanted forever, man. It's like, come on, like, February's too long. Like, when are we finally just going to get an early signing period? It, thought it might make it easier on some of the coaches. And, I mean, it, it's, it's turned into what it's turned into. But it – as long as I can remember, uh, fans and coaches, it seems like, have been begging for an early signing period. Yeah. I think, if I remember right, one of the problems or one of the things that was always problematic is there was always a bunch of like late decommits and stuff happening really late in the process, and everyone was wanting to get those guys signed closer to whenever you have your official visits and stuff, I guess. But... I don't know. I believe that the best way to do it and the only way to do it is if you make a scholarship offer to a kid, he should be able to sign on the dotted line right then. Yeah. Whenever you put that offer out there. Yeah. No matter when it is. If he's a junior, fine. If he's a sophomore, fine. If you make the offer, he can sign and you're now tied to it whenever he's soon as he graduates high school, he's able to show up if that's a fall or spring or whenever that might be yeah text line early signing was to get kids enrolled for the spring yeah that's right sign in december and enroll in january peyton says they should do what college basketball does where early signing day is like august 1st or something like that so guys can sign and then be done for their senior year i agree i don't know why they don't do that there's a reason for it i think the coaches would probably tell you that their only time off is July. Is like the month where college football coaches are have their downtime. But my guess is nobody feels sorry for them whenever it comes to their time off. Right? Uh, yeah, so, no, no way. Kendall wants to know goes. if Schmitty equals the Junction boys. God, they won't have a team if uh, they take him out to Junction and do what uh, Bear Bryant did to A&M back in the day. Uh, it just depends. It's going to be brutally hard, but a lot of the stuff you just can't do. Like, like Schmitty was a part of it, but then you also had like two a days training camp. Um, like you can't even do two a days anymore. So, 
Like a lot of the stuff there's you just flat out aren't going to be able to do, but, you know, it's it's not going to be easy. At least that's my hope. My hope is that it's hard. Now, some things, and you heard Coach Venable say this, we're always going to have the players' best interest in heart like in everything that we do. Now, sometimes the players aren't going to like what's best for them, you know, and, and there's going to be pushback on that. But uh, we're always going to have the players' best interest. It seemed like every former player tweeted out a Schmitty story last night, but out of, out of all those, I think, and it wasn't even a story, it was just kind of a statement on him. I think my favorite came from uh, Noah Allen, former <laughs> OU quarterback. He said, I'm 38, married, and a father of two. My family thinks I'm tough. They cannot know how scared I get just hearing the name Schmitty. I thought that was awesome. It's so good. Yeah. Yep. The the anxiety of what the next day or the next workout uh, held and was waiting on you was was brutal. Fear fear is really the only way to put it. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, and, and these guys are uh, going to hear about. I'm sure they they read it last night on Twitter, but they're going to hear about it further. But I'm guessing it's a totally experience. Total different experience hearing about it and then uh, actually actually seeing it. Maybe that's why Brian uh, Alsamoa declared for the draft today because he knows what's coming. Savvy. <laughs> Smart. Not you a bad know, idea. Did you know that when the current team ran sprints, they weren't timed? Uh, No, but that doesn't. Look, you, you can say anything like that to me and it's not going to surprise me. Or probably anyone else. And now that I do hear things like that, it doesn't surprise me. But I am wondering, like, did they really think, like, were they so arrogant? Did they really think that it was going to result in a national championship? Or the goals that they set place before the year? Were they so analytically driven? Were they so impressed by their offensive schemes that they thought, nah, we're so much smarter than everyone else. I mean, we'll be conditioned, but we don't have to go the extra mile like the other teams to get where we want to go. Was that the thinking? I don't know. I don't know what the thinking is. It's so different than any of my experience there that I have no idea what the thinking was. No clue. It's, I mean, seriously, I, it's almost an arrogant way of thinking. That you believe that you don't have to do everything that everyone else is doing. You're just, ah, we're, we can cut the corners in the end. We'll be fine because we've always been fine. We'll, we'll figure it out. It's okay. Really? Huh. Maybe. I, I don't know. It's fascinating. I, I don't understand what the point in running sprints if there's no, like, there's no threshold that you have to come in under that's not a sprint now is it that's just a i'll push until it gets hard and then i'll pull back on the throttle a little bit that's strange man that is a really really weird way of going about things sammy mcbuckets on twitter says will smitty help with discipline as pertains to penalties is he tasked with punishment for penalties you cannot um you cannot force a player into anything, any physical activity for punishment. You can't run them. You can't. You can't do any of that stuff. 
But I was about to say, where's the but in this? Feels like there might be one. <laughs> that's always been a rule, and if you judge by the stories that you've heard, then um, you know it's one of those that you you find your way around. I guess technically they can't force you to do it; they're just suggesting you do it. And if you don't do it, I guess maybe they're suggesting you you go play elsewhere. I don't know, but. Um, yeah, typically that if there was punishment involved, uh, Schmitty would be in charge of it. couple more things. First off, Brody Miller, uh, I believe he's at The Athletic. He's reporting that former OU defensive backs coach, Kerry Cooks, is joining the LSU staff. They, it's, his role is not specific yet, but he'll be an assistant on Brian Kelly's staff. Uh, yeah, he was at luck. Notre Dame again, right? He was at Notre Dame before he came to OU. And then I think he went back to Notre Dame, right? He went to Tech immediately following OU. If he went from Tech to Notre Dame, I don't remember that, but I know that that's where he was at immediately. I think he got let go from the staff at Tech, too. So yeah, you may be right. He's going to uh, Baton. Um, he's going to Baton Rouge. Uh, real quick, like in a nutshell, all right, um, is it accurate or is it fair to say that one of the main differences from the previous staff to this staff, the previous staff was very heavy on analytics – and this staff is going to be heavy on just we're going to run your you-know-what over. Like, we don't necessarily care what the numbers and the analytics say. Like, we're, we're just going to be they're, – they're going to have a new age look to their football team, especially offensively, but kind of an old school feel as to how did they, they operate about things. It, what do you mean um, analytics? From the previous staff? The previous well, like staff. Well, what you were saying earlier, right? It wasn't necessarily – it was more about the recovery and staying fresh than it was, you know, pushing you over certain boundaries and things like that. Special teams, right? Well, I don't know. We're not, we're not really big into returning kickoffs because the analytics, the numbers say that, you know, the average starting field position when you do that is da-da-da-da. I, I guess I don't feel like the new staff is going to be like that numbers-driven. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know how that goes. Now, I think that just like in almost any discipline currently, data is key. Data is everything. You can find, and, and if you can keep the information properly, you can really figure out some good things about yourself, about your opponent, um, you know, I think it's I think it's good, but it shouldn't dominate everything that you do. And the thing about data is usually you can you can maneuver it to tell you what you want it to tell you, right? If you want to go into it finding a reason why you shouldn't spend time on special teams, you can probably find that. But if you want to find a reason why that can give you an advantage over everyone else in your conference, you could probably find that too. You know what I'm saying? So, sure. I mean, I think it, I think it definitely serves a purpose. It just depends on how you use it. And it's not a substitute for like all the things that you need to win, which is exactly it's know, my point. hard work, fundamentals, like all of those things are, are critical. You can't, you can't, analytics aren't going to win a game for you usually. 100%. So, uh, all right, quick, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. We'll hit a few things that caught my eye next. Stay with us. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network.
See you later, darling. I'm heading out to Central New Holland. Not today, George. Remember, we have plans. Yeah, I'm going out there to Central New Holland, West I-40, Council Exit, South Service Road. And I'm going to pick up some parts and drop the baler off for a tune-up. Why don't you do it online at centralnewholland.net? Well, because picking up parts is a lot more fun in person. And as for service, well, you can't email a baler, darling. Did you know that Central New Holland has serviced everything we've ever bought there? New Holland tractors, balers, skid steers, with genuine New Holland service and genuine New Holland parts. Soon as we finish renewing our vows. Our vows? I thought we just did that. We did, George, but remember you failed the emissions test? Well, darling, I'm sure that happens a lot. Not right in the middle of the ceremony. For crying out loud, they had to evacuate the building. Oh, yeah, I remember. When the job is on the line, Central is a friend of mine. There is no place like Heyday Entertainment Center in Norman, Bricktown, and Denison, Texas. Time is running out to book your holiday parties. Available dates are running out, so call soon to book your party. Heyday offers a crowd-pleasing menu, bowling, laser tag, ropes course, mini golf, and much more. They've taken all the necessary steps to keep you and your guests safe. So call today, 405-310-3500, or visit heydayfun.com. I'm attorney Jordan Klinger at McIntyre Law. Recently, the FDA requested manufacturers withdraw ranitidine drugs commonly known as Zantac. Zantac has been found to potentially cause cancer in the bladder, colon, throat, nasal cavity, kidneys, liver, lungs, pancreas, prostate, stomach, and testicular cancer. If you have taken Zantac, you may be entitled to compensation. Call McIntyre Law at 405-917-5200 or visit us at McIntyreLaw.com. Download our new app today. Doctors Park Pharmacy is a fast, friendly, family-owned pharmacy service that has been in business for over 50 years in Norman. They offer a variety of services, including compounding, diabetic supplies, and convenient drive-through and delivery services. They provide vaccinations, including flu, pneumonia, and shingles with no prescription or appointment necessary. They also offer all three COVID vaccinations. Come visit Doctors Park Pharmacy, 500 East Robinson, Suite 200 in Norman, or call them at 405-364-5020. For three generations, the John M. Ireland & Son Funeral Home and Chapel in Morris continued to serve the community by giving back to local schools, charitable organizations, and first responders. We provide pre-planning for funerals and cremation services at the most reasonable prices. We are proud to be a family-owned and operated funeral home. Award-winning funeral home year after year, our family believes in serving the people of our community. I'm John Ireland. And I'm Solon Daniels. You've, You've got, got our, our word on it. Hey guys, TJ here for my friends over at Joe's Wines and Spirits. Kathy and her great staff would like to thank their loyal customers and wish everyone a happy holiday. Speaking of holidays, whether you need gifts or you're hosting a holiday party, Joe's Wines can help you with their great selection and most of all prices. If you're heading to a Christmas party, check out their Bud Light Ugly Sweater 12-pack for just $15.69. So do what I do and head over to Joe's Wines and Spirits, 1330 East Alameda Street right here in Norman or visit their Facebook page for all their monthly specials. Happy holidays from Joe's Wines and Spirits. 
Hi, this is Tony Walden from Walden Cleaners. At Walden Cleaners, we know laundry and dry cleaning, but there are times when we need help with projects around Walden's. That's when I turn to our trusted partners, Cavens Maintenance. We have trusted Gary and his staff to come in and help with drywall repair, painting, plumbing, snow removal, and that's not all. We trust Cavens Maintenance and staff, and you should too. So if you're in need, do what we do at Walden's. Let the professionals at Cavens go to work for you. 405-573-3048. Rush on the ref, and we call this segment What Caught Teddy's Eye. Let's get to it. Story number one is. Uh, the first thing that caught my eye, Tyler, was that hoops game from last night. <sighs> um, looked like we were going to have a thrilling finish. Hit the three late to force overtime. Had a lead in overtime, but couldn't finish the thing off. That was tough. Yeah, it was tough. I, I I thought when they hit the three with like two seconds left or three seconds left, I think it was two seconds left in regulation, how Harkless hit that. All right, baby, let's go to OT. They're going to win this thing. They scored the first bucket in overtime. Didn't happen. Um, Butler moved to a zone late, and OU really struggled with that late in the second half. The most entertaining part of the game, and I didn't see it while it was happening, but... <laughs> How about Danny Stutzman? Did you see him like take an instrument from a band member and start playing? <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> like this guy thrives oh, yeah. in the uh, basketball game environments. I, I love that. Uh, pretty wild. Um, good stuff. I'm glad they're there and and enjoying it and leading the charge and giving support. That's good. Um, a lot of fun. Um, I I saw this. Bryce Young, Tyler, now the massive, massive, massive favorite to win the Heisman. And it's just a quick reminder. Alabama, I don't know how many national championships they claim now, still has never had a quarterback win a Heisman Trophy. It's weird, man. It's crazy. It's really, really weird. Um, The Heisman Trophy winning it is obviously a huge deal. But the ceremony is not. And the only people that watch the ceremony – or the fans of the players that you know is actually going to win the award. And that's not going to change anytime soon because, Teddy, you know how everyone is starved for information now? There's no way that we can just wait until the actual ceremony to find out who wins the award. No, we got to put out all the data on Twitter. We know who the winner is going to be, you know, most of the time two or three days before the ceremony even takes place. So I'm sure the numbers television-wise on that aren't great. And that's probably not going to change at any point in the future unless there's just some race where it's basically it's, it's 50-50 all the way down to the wire, which and that's not the case in most years. No, I agree. It was a weird year to where we didn't know who necessarily was the favorite all along, and then boom, all of a sudden with the way uh, Alabama handled Georgia, it's like, okay, yeah, game over. This goes to you. Um, that's all I've got, Tyler. You got anything? Yeah, uh, according to Brett McMurphy, OU Athletic Director Joe Castiglione uh, was asked about the news getting out about the move to the SEC. He said, quote, I guess this was today, he said, quote, the timing, not of our choosing. When rumors broke, it necessitated a different kind of plan, end quote. What's he mean by that? I don't know. That is interesting. I don't know what he meant by that. Huh. Uh, fascinating. Different plan. Yeah. 
They had to go about a different plan there. Uh, a couple more here. Everyone's asking about, well, what about Arch Manning now that they got Jeff Lebby? A story on, on, on 3.com, quote, Lebby was heavily involved and was the central figure recruiting him for Ole Miss, said Jerry Hamilton. The Manning family really likes Lebby, end quote. So, hey, in no way are either one of us saying that OU's going to get Arch Manning or even be in the top two or three. But OU's at least has somewhat of a chance for Arch as long as Jeff Lebby is here. And if I had to guess, you know, maybe at some point over the offseason, you know, Cooper and Arch Manning are visiting Norman, Oklahoma. If they like Jeff Lebby as much as they're leading on, I would imagine that they're probably going to take a trip to Norman at some point. Right. Yeah. Probably so. I hope that's the case. That would be huge news for the University of Oklahoma. How bad did LSU want A&M's Jimbo Fisher? In late November, LSU was prepared to offer Jimbo Fisher an eight-year, $125 million deal. That is $13 million a year. So, LSU is probably like everyone else and saying, we got our guy. We got our number one guy. We got our top choice. No. LSU struck out on Lincoln Riley. They struck out on Jimbo Fisher. I'm going to guess they probably struck out on Mel Tucker as well. As good of a job as LSU is, they probably had to settle for about their fourth or fifth best choice, even though they threw $13 million a year at multiple guys. Right. Um, Wow, that's crazy. Crazy, crazy money being thrown around right now in college football for head coaching positions, and I don't see that trend slowing down. Um, I mean, it, there has to reach a point where it's like, okay, this is absurd. But like, as soon as you opened up the NIL stuff for players, like the conversation about coaches' salaries kind of died, didn't it? You know, because it used to be, yeah. well, how could these guys make so much money and the players don't get anything? I don't feel like we're hearing that anymore. Yeah, it's pretty naive of me. I thought, okay, $10 is going to kind of be the cap for a while, man, especially coming out of a COVID year. Like, if you're making around $10 million, then enjoy that because that's, that's going to be the number for a while. Now that guys are being offered $13 million, it's only going to go up from there. I, I'm shocked at what the numbers are these days. And good for OU. Yeah. They've always paid a nice salary, but they have never – overpaid someone like that before and I got to think as long as Joe C's in charge that's probably not going to be the way OU goes about things either well, I wouldn't think so unless you're in a position where you you're winning championship after championship and you're that's what no it's I mean going out like you, you got a head coaching search and you're like yeah. all right we're going to offer 14 million to that guy I mean they could have have done that this time around and I don't think that they did that Right, no doubt. All right, quick time out. More from The Rush coming up. We'll wrap up our number three next. Stay tuned. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network, your home for Sooner fans. Chapel supplies you with industrial cleaning products that are built to last. Chapel supplies you with the highest quality pressure washers on the market and a lifetime commitment to the service and support of your machine. Unlike most retailers, Chapel pressure washers run for hours, not minutes, and handle your toughest jobs without a pause. From simple projects around your home to industrial facility upkeep, Chapel supplies you with the tools to tackle every job. 
Chapel supplies you. The Women's Choice Awards are in for 2021, naming Norman Regional Health System as one of the country's best hospitals in multiple categories. These awards put Norman Regional in the top 10% in heart, stroke, and emergency care in the country. Norman Regional undergoes rigorous evaluations and prides itself on offering personalized care that caters to the needs of women. Visit normanregional.com to learn more. There is no place like Heyday Entertainment Center in Norman, Bricktown, and Denison, Texas. Time is running out to book your holiday parties. Available dates are running out, so call soon to book your party. Heyday offers a crowd-pleasing menu, bowling, laser tag, ropes course, mini golf, and much more. They've taken all the necessary steps to keep you and your guests safe. So call today, 405-310-3500, or visit heydayfun.com. is full of anchors, meant to keep you in place. But the good news is that it's also full of things that remind you not to let them. So every time you raise a Pacifico, let it be a reminder to live life anchors up. Hey guys, TJ here for my friends over at Joe's Wines and Spirits. Kathy and her great staff would like to thank their loyal customers and wish everyone a happy holiday. Speaking of holidays, whether you need gifts or you're hosting a holiday party, Joe's Wines can help you with their great selection and most of all prices. If you're heading to a Christmas party, check out their Bud Light Ugly Sweater 12-pack for just $15.69. So do what I do and head over to Joe's Wines and Spirits, 1330 East Alameda Street right here in Norman or visit their Facebook page for all their monthly specials. Happy holidays from Joe's Wines and Spirits. I'm Kim Fatit with Fisher Diamonds of Antwerp, Belgium. I have the privilege to see the most beautiful diamonds in the world in the diamond rooms of Antwerp, Belgium. You can see me and these amazing diamonds at Mitchell Jewelry this Thursday through Saturday. I have diamonds for an engagement ring or anniversary celebration, plus a wide variety of match sets for diamond earrings to make this a Christmas to remember. Purchase your diamonds during the Mitchell Jewelry Antwerp Diamond event and you could be the next Antwerp Diamond winner. Mitchell Jewelry, 2201 West Main in Norman. When you buy or sell your home, you want someone you trust in the most information possible. Sally Vodder has more than 29 plus years experience making her clients the best deal in Norman. Sally and all her elite realtors at Vodder Real Estate strive to serve their customers and community with the best customer service and integrity possible. Call Sally today at 405-360-5635 and let her help you and your family make an informed real estate transaction. Hey y'all, I'm Blake Shelton. Being from Oklahoma, I know a thing or two about natural disasters. Tornadoes are common where I'm from and have affected my life and the lives of people I care about. No matter where you live, be aware of the dangers in your area and have a plan. You can create an emergency kit, come up with an evacuation plan, and know where to seek shelter. You never know when a disaster may hit. These simple steps can help save a life. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. O'Connell's Irish Pub and Grill on Campus Corner is your home for great activities this bowl season. O'Connell's is ready to serve you with both our customers and employees' safety in mind. How about the daily specials at O'Connell's? 70 cent wings on Monday after 4 p.m. $2 Tuesdays with $2 app and drink specials. Wednesday nights you have the popular $5 burger night and karaoke and then team trivia on Thursdays. 
Make O'Connell's Irish Pub and Grill your dinner and drink destination for a great bowl season with family and friends. Brown Shoe Fit in Norman, off Main Street, right behind the Chick-fil-A, next to the Hobby Lobby. Man, they've got everything that you could possibly want in shoes, like Hoka, Perkinstocks, Brook, Bionic. If you're thinking about a holiday gift, look no further than Brown Shoe. They've got you covered with everything from Saks boxers to an outstanding variety of socks that can help everyone in the family. Off Main Street, next to the Hobby Lobby, behind the Chick-fil-A, Brown Shoe Fit. Yeah. You feel it, baby? It is the rush on the ref. Norman Regional Health System bringing you hour number three of the rush. A reminder, Tulsa Day is coming up on Friday. We'll be at Tally's Cafe on Route 66, Air Comfort Solutions, Billy Sims Burger, and Trey's Bar and Grill. I'll tell you more about that. Coming up next hour, but uh, Teddy's got a special guest to uh, end the hour here. That's right. I've been hanging out all day with CCW Safe out here uh, at their uh, their compound. I'll call it really cool. They got a range out here. They do classes out here. Really cool stuff. Uh, they defend those who are forced to defend themselves. Legal defense membership, uh, monthly fee, and they get you uh, all the the expertise you would need should you ever have to go to court over. Uh, use of self-defense, and I'm here with Rob High right now, critical incidents response team member and a use of force expert. So whenever something happens, someone needs you guys' services, you guys have boots on the ground immediately. That's what the critical incident response team does, uh, and I'm, I'm assuming that that's one of the biggest factors is having people there that can advocate for you right away. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of those things that Nobody understands all of the things that are getting ready to happen to you mm-hmm. if you've been involved in a in a self-defense incident. Um, it there is a police investigation. Um, they're going to want to talk to you, um, and part of that is is they're doing an investigation on their side, and you'd like to have somebody do an equal and fair investigation on your side as well, so that it's not just one side gets everything. Right, and you 26 years in, in in the police force, so you understand what's going on on the other side, right? And that that brings the expertise to to your defense, right? Absolutely, and 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 it's understanding the things that the police are going to look for, things that we're going to look for. Um, we're going to corroborate, make the, make sure their investigation is going right. Um, you know, I'm I'm not one to to slam law enforcement, but I worked for an agency that that gave us great training and we had all this education and knowledge to, to back our investigations with. Um, not every police department has those kinds of trainings available for their officers. Some of them are very minimal and uh, they do the very best they can with what they have. But I've worked cases as an expert where we came in and found things that were completely missed. Uh, so it's just something something else that you get another pair of trained eyes on the event. Uh, and uh, it's critically important. The quick response is the other thing, right? Because stuff is happening right away. And, and that's one of the great things that you guys do is as soon as there's an incident, boots on the ground that day, next day, hiring attorneys, uh, starting the investigation, 
really getting rolling on what exactly is going on. The longer you get from the initial event, the I'm sure the uh, hazier things become. Uh, that's Rob High. He's part of the critical incident response team here for CCW Safe, defending those who are forced to defend themselves. Check out their website, ccwsafe.com. Have you been affected by fire, wind, theft, or tornadoes? Call Brown O'Haver today and get the full and fair value of your insurance claim. 405-735-5510 today. Sports Talk, 1400 AM, KREF, Norman, Moore, Oklahoma City, and 99.3 FM, K257DA, the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your Oklahoma women's basketball team is back home again this Friday, December 10th, as they take on the 16th-ranked Cougars of BYU at 6 p.m. in the LNC. Come early and cheer loud as the Sooners continue their four-game homestand. Groups of 10 or more can receive discounted tickets all season long. For tickets and more information, visit Soonersports.com slash tickets. Boomer Sooner. Entrepreneurs and more Norman in South Oklahoma City have an experienced business partner in their neighborhood. More Norman Technology Center's workforce and economic development team understands the challenges entrepreneurs and small businesses face every day. From building an effective business model to hiring the right employees and managing cash flow, more Norman's business development experts can help you move forward confidently and thrive knowing that you have a skilled partner at your side. Learn more about More Norman's Technology Center by calling 405-801-5000 or visit us online at mntc.edu.